People asked us this week, but Matt, but Luke, will there be a podcast if there is no MMA going on? To what <laughs> we said, maybe there is no MMA going on for you, <laughs> but MMA is going on always and forever. So this is, can of course... You still, can you still love MMA if there is only MMA to love in Russia 24 hours a day? The answer is yes. Of course. Your most beloved podcast out there, MMA Love, Love from America. I am Matt, the spiritual leader of the MMA fan in Central Europe. With me is your preferred Luke. He forgot all about the fights he watched. He's your transatlantic friend. And this is the, the mid-year best of episode. Luke, why are we doing this today? Uh, Conor McGregor has a fight. we got to get those clicks. Let's go. My go as SEO, baby. <laughs> SEO, baby. <laughs> for for the new listeners, of which there are quite a few, um, I have just just what this show is all about. We have about three segments, at least. I, I try to have it in three segments, but Luke is all over the place. So we have fight and event recaps. Well, we do, of course, uh, do listener questions and fight breakdowns. And all of the, the rest of the topics, the gossip, that just gets looked. Uh, so that's, that's, the three, <laughs> that's the three segments. Everything else goes into the third. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I, uh, also, I change these segments up all the time, but uh, enough of that. We have two listener questions today. That actually is quite quite a thing. Um, our favorite person from Hilo, Hawaii, J-Bones, he asked the age-old question. Uh, let's go into that when we <laughs> when we are actually arrive at that segment. And um, our friend Keith from California, he wants us to break down a puzzling fight. So we are we are going to do this. If you want us to break down a fight, the rules are quite simple. You just um, send us the link to the fight. It has to be uh, with a rule set and two willing participants. So whatever fight you want our opinions on, you can have that for free. God damn it. Uh, of course, we will look forward to UFC 264, McGregor versus Poirier, 4, 5... Six times they fight now. I don't know, but um, <laughs> we'll go into that one. And we have the, a, a bit of the Luke segment, of course. We have a Paul Brothers update. We're going into the Ultimate Fighter 29, Episode 5. It will be awesome. Did I forget anything, Luke? We got to talk about one Tyron Woodley at some point. Yes, the, the, he, he is mixed in into the Paul Brothers update. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, yes. because now everything that guy will ever be linked to besides the raccoon scene in his movie appearance <laughs> will, will be the Paul Brothers. We can actually discuss what will be worse, the raccoon scene or his boxing bout with um, the, what is it? Is it Jake Paul? Yeah, Jake. Yeah, it's Jake. Bigger, bigger Paul. Uh, of course, also, you basically stopped doing anything else than collecting MMA trading cards. Yeah, so, so we'll go into yep. that shortly. Oh, great, good. Yeah, we got lots, lots of news there. <laughs> Half year in review. I have ten lists I'm doing all over the year, and we're middle of the year somehow, somewhat, some when. So you can choose. We made it. Yeah, we made it. We did it, Mama. With what? <laughs> we? How do we start this? How do we get into this? Uh. Somehow you and I realized we entertained each other enough to do a podcast. And then I, one of the things I learned about you through this is that you compulsively make lists. Mm -hmm. But the reason this happened is because J Bones hit us up with his half year awards. Correctly. Uh, I, yeah, correctly. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I looked at him and it's like, man, I know a guy who compulsively make list, makes lists, makes lists. <laughs> Maybe we should review some of his lists. Of course. Do you want to start with the lists? Do you want to go into the mid-year review? Yeah. The best. Yeah, we need to at least do the, the, the best, like maybe the best fight. Yes. What was the best fight? I mean, I have, I not, not directly have a fight of the, I have the fight of the year list. I also have mm -hmm. a performance of the year list. I have a 
strength. Uh, I have a submission of the year list. So which which one of these three do you want to go into? Five. I love I love wacky submissions. So I okay. I want to hear the. You got a top five. I don't want to be here all night, so we got to go like maybe uh, five each. I'm, I'm keeping. I'm keeping the submission of the of the year by myself. Not not sharing this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> it has too much to do with dangling arms, and we had three weeks of dangling arms. So oh my god, yeah. We're, we're leaving this. We're leaving this out. But choose. Let's let's do the the the, the little play. Name a number from one to ten. <laughs> Four. Four. One, two, three, four. That's the KO of the year. Do you have do you have a front runner before I run down my list? You're in. Mm. Or do you want to go? Uh, should like should I, should I go down my list and then you choose one which you like to? No, go down. Give me your top five. What do you got? <clears throat> top five. Number five is Nganu versus Miocic. That hurts me. That was the the crazy sequence when Stipe got clipped. Then. He clipped Nganu when that guy moved in, and then he he, he moved too fast, and Nganu clipped him again, and he got grounded, pounded, and steep. got folded like a Swiss Army knife. That was that was bonkers. So that's number five. Number four, okay. Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he got yeah. uppercutted and uh, like three unanswered punches. That that was brutal. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not sure if number three is ranked correctly for this one because the more I see it, the more I like it. It, it was Dominic Reyes against Jerzy Pochatska, spinning back elbow. It made a great gif, man. This like it's a, it's a, gif. it's a gif you can post over and over again. This gif. Yeah, it's it will not get old. So and then I have mm-hmm. um, number two, Corey Sandhagen versus Frankie Edgar. That jumping scissor oh, knee. Yeah, like twenty seconds in or something crazy. That was bonkers. Number one. I know what number one is. I, I think I know it. Tell me. I think I think it's I think it's the best the best straight right you've ever seen. Yes, the perfect right it hand. Is, right, the perfect right hand. Usman, Usman threw it yeah, again. That was against Masvidal. That was going to be my number one too, because um, it, it it's the perfect right hand, and it happened to Masvidal, and it was Usman moving into his uh, coming into his uh, uh, finish finish fights mode. That we've been talking about a lot, sort of outside of the podcast, of Usman's move to to uh, 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 Whitman. Whitman, thank you, and and his his move away from grinding decisions and into finishing fights. Even though that's not really fair, since he finished Colby, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's significant. I um, I. I want to give honorable mentions to uh, just all all of the lower level starchings that I watch every week <laughs> because the people at like bare knuckle running in with their heads up and getting absolutely melted and stuff like that I'm, on undercards. Uh, yeah, that's that's a your, great. Your efforts are not lost on me. But... That is a great addition. I'll I'll rank this at number eight. It's all of the lower level lower level starchings <laughs> combined. It might even it that that might be has to be ranked it's, higher. That's great. It's yeah. so fun. It's like it's not. It's certainly not like like when you watch the PFL the other week and all the women's 155ers are getting melted by running in with their heads up and the wrists of Pachico's just murdering someone. It's not the kind of thing you, you want to have uh, at the top of your list, but it is still extremely entertaining, at least to me. Yeah, that's 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 quite true. So, but but if you if you look at these top five, I have six. Six is Whaley versus Rose, and I have seven Burgess versus Barbosa. Yeah, it's just I, because I of the delayed reaction to the KO. I can't condone uh, uh, five or six because they they hurt my uh, heart so much. <laughs> but the rest, certainly. But, I mean, these these like like it's July now. It's six months in, and we have five. Like I mean, I don't know how these can be topped, but perfect, perfect. Okay, let's let's go into another one. Give me give me another number. Uh, let's do number seven. Two. Robbery of the year. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. I only have one entry there. So far. Really? Yeah. So far, I don't think we have seen a lot of robberies. Maybe I'll, I'll hit oh. you with the one I have. So you can. <laughs> okay. I have notes there and it just says, it's it's Rory McDonald versus Clayson Tebow, the scorecards on PFL 5. And yes. My only that, notes that is. One, 
is Rory got robbed. <laughs> yep, that's fair. I want I want to add one to that list, and it's because it's because it's it's because it's uh, it's a weird one because it's not really a robbery, but it is an officialing robbery. It's an officialing robbery in the form of an eye poke to a no contest when I feel like it should have been a DQ. Who am I talking about? Uh, hit me, hit me with that one again. Bilal. Bilal got robbed. Ah. Should have been a DQ. He should have won by DQ. I'll, I'm entering that into my list. I'm not sure if that is a robbery in the in the sense I'd, I'd define a robbery. Robbery basically, for me, only can happen on a scorecard. Only but, by the judges? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. But the ref has to do a like a millisecond decision sometimes, and it's... The, the, the judges, I hear, though. I hear, I hear the, I hear the ref, I hear the ref, <laughs> the ref uh, uh, bias coming out, defending <laughs> your fellow, defending your fellow refs. Can't, de- <laughs> I can't defend them all, but I, some of them, I can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let, let Let's do a last one. You want one more? Yes. All right. Uh, let's do number two. Number two. Oh, that is a good one. It's the performance of the year. All right. Performance of the year. Right. That's that's the thing that just doesn't fit into a KO or submission thing. It's just like a fight that I was that I was so impressed by because maybe I hadn't the, the had not expected more. So I have number. Mm-hmm. I have three entrances there. I have Gregor Gillespie versus Diego Ferreira, number three, because of the the, the constant pressure. Gillespie put on Obol, Obol. That that was the that, that was my note. Um, despite that, Diego Ferreira was very much way heavier than Gregor. So mm-hmm. uh, number two, that that is a good one. Glory seventy seven. Tiffany Van Soest against Pereira. Ah, I don't remember that at all. I feel like I watched that. <laughs> yeah, you you watched that one. The, the constant output and the class of combinations Tiffany Van Soest threw, that blew me away. It was that it was, was that was that was that Pereira related to the Pereira yes. the other Pereira on Sis- the card? I feel sister. like there were two. Sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sister. And then number one is um, Valentino Shevchenko versus Andrade. Oh. Yeah. Um, Shevchenko basically out-wrestled Andrade for five minutes in yep. the first, then crucifixed her complete domination. The, the control she showed us, the takedowns, the shoulder positioning, that was, I, I mean, like that is a fight. Actually, all of these three fights, but these fights are fights I just want to watch over and over again. Honorable mention to uh, my favorite Mexican fighter, Conejo Ruiz, holding down the lady from South Africa, and beating on her to then uh, antagonize her when they the fight ended and gave me one of my favorite moments. Of the, <laughs> I'll follow you home, bitch. I'll follow you home, bitch. <laughs> and uh, honorable mention to the dude who beat Anthony Pettis in the first uh, fight, Anthony Pettis's first fight in PFL. What? I forget his name. Maybe Clay Collard? Yeah, Clay Collard. I need another Is list. Is that his name? You, 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 you had an idea. Of, uh, you bring me for... Let's try that again. You have a, I have an idea for another list now. Taunt of the year. Taunt of the year. <laughs> Cornea Ruiz. It's not. It, she oh. didn't. She get. She got taunted, but um. <laughs> she got taunted, but it was. It, it 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 just made me like her more and not less. It was a. Uh, uh, because it was so good, because it was, it was, I'll follow you home, bitch, to get held down by you for another 15 minutes or something. Yeah, like, what are you going to do, lady? <laughs> that is, that is, I, I have another list now. That is great. So we have 11 lists now. Maybe we can go into that <laughs> if we have another, another off week, for example. But I have, at the end of the year, we'll do some special shows, I'm hoping. And we'll, yeah, we wouldn't, we, we would only be able to get through like four or five shows <laughs> at, in a single hour so we'll have plenty more where that came from perfect 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 um next thing i might we we might go we might do the tough 29 thing the ultimate fighter 29 episode 5 please tell me what happened the episode was titled hard-headed do you know why does the fighter dip his head to break his opponent's hand on the top of his head yes 
just basically really yeah he, he basically just walked into he, he put his guard down and just walked th through the strikes of that dude and just just eight head kicks and jabs and crosses and rights and lefts yeah. didn't go down but <clears throat> but did he win so the fight the fight was brian the pooh bear battle and what I have, I have no i have no clue why that guy is called i mean i i know but but why would that dude need a nickname? It might it would like it would like would be like Jail Sonnen getting a nickname. Yeah, it's, it kind of kind of detracts from Brian Battle. It's already a nickname, pal. Just just calm right. down. And it's it's one of the <laughs> best. So he also trains at Hayastan MMA. That is one of Gokorchevichian's locations. Gokorchevichian is actually a grappling legend. He trained also with with Gene Labelle. So a bit of trivia there. Um, Brian Battle. Uh, we'll we'll fight Cameron Lachinov or Cameron Lachinov in that in that episode. That dude fights at welterweight, but has to compete at middleweight against Battle. That is actually a, the ultimate fighter problem. That most of these guys can't mm -hmm. do proper weight cuts, so they are way undersized for the for the guys that actually can make the weight and are proper middleweights. As this fight would have been a middleweight fight. Yeah. First. First things first. <laughs> they they want to they want to play up the the drama a bit at the house at the moment because there is nothing happening at all. <laughs> just have we just have especially like Mitch Raposo, which I called stoked in the first episode or in the second. That dude was getting pissed and he bantered all night about how classless and fake Ortega is. So that dude basically the first five is minutes he, is he being coached by Ortega? Or is he being no, no, coached no. by Volk? Yeah, he's, he's coached by Volk. Okay. And he's he couldn't stop complaining about Ortega. It was like the first five minutes of the episode, was just that dude complaining and moaning and oh my god. It was it was it was nothing. Um we had the ultimate fighter flashback by Toyo Tires. Season twenty-three. Joanna Jondrejek against Claudia Gadea was this season. Um it, it I can't even quite Describe, but they did some silly game that they Dana White and Gadea stood on a platform, and below the platform was a like a, bas a, a a thing filled with water, and you could send Dana down if you hit some target <laughs> in front of you. It, it's too boring <laughs> to find the proper words in English for me. I would have used I have to use translate, and I, I won't do that. <laughs> Just, okay. Um, and it was a flashback where Joanna was in there, but no Joanna in the flashback at all. So why the fuck would you even do that? That's, that's a, yeah, it's a very, very lost opportunity. Um, the fight, the fight, um, hard-headed was, was an appropriate title for this episode. It, it might be better if they named it CTE-headed. Lachinov is just walking at battle with no defense, taking head kicks and punches uh, at volume, Basically, he tried to taunt him, I think, with his no-defense approach. But, it, I mean, do you think it worked or not? <laughs> I have to guess he lost a decision. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that, the battle, it's amazing. Battle has actually a very nice kicking game. And he, he, he used um, teeps to control distance. That's something you don't see that much. But it's it stopped the, yeah. the constant onslaught of Cameron. Um he switched between teeps and roundhouse kicks to the body, nice exits, nice defense all around. So very good and entertaining fight. So that's five entertaining fights, or almost five entertaining fights, which is good. That's amazing because it sounds it just sounds like the most boring show, you it, know. It is. <laughs> but will I? And I've definitely seen Brian Battle fight before yeah, on yeah. some smaller promotions, yeah. so I know he is good, or so, at least good enough. Will I? Continue to watch the Ultimate Fighter, yes or no? I have to say yes. yes. I don't. I think at this point you're committed. I don't think. I think you would have to have like three stinkers in a row. No, it's a bit. It's to, a bit now. You to pull I, the ripcord. Now. It will be the first seasons in season ten that I'll, I'll watch it. Watch it all. Uh, I'm so happy it's you and not me. I don't have. It. <laughs> next next fight will be Ricky Turquoise. A da that was a, yeah, that was a Dana White favorite, and he was on Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, Dancing with the Stars, um, and then Arueta from Team Ortega. Um, the Dana quotes were actually quite good for the last one, so the Dana quote to end this review of the Ultimate Fighter: 
Let's see if this is the beginning of a comeback. That's what he said. I'm sorry. Is that so? What is that? Does that mean like Volk. Uh, Ortega? Team Ortega Volkanovsky. had four, and Volk has one. Yes. One win. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian Battle's going to win the whole thing. I hope so. Yep. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that show where the where the where everybody gets points and and they don't matter at all. You know, like the outcome really only matters <laughs> to the fighter, but we're going <laughs> to pretend it matters. It's great. Good. We have to very we have to dangerous listener questions. Dangerous because we could talk about them forever, especially one. So let's go into these ones. Okay. Um, our favorite person from Hawaii, Hilo Hawaii, a dude that um, told some stories about seeing fighters in strip clubs, where of course he wasn't himself. But he was not. No, <laughs> no, no, of course not. Um, he asked us, what have we learned about eye pokes? Because I know that <laughs> we have three, at least at the UFC level, three stoppages this year because of eye pokes. So with his question, he implies that MMA people are able to learn. So <laughs> I mean, uh, let's, yeah, let's roll kinda... with Let's assume that is something that is in the realm of possible stuff, like Irish dragons. Yeah, you... An Irish dragon is more possible than the UFC doing anything about their gloves. So, have and you learned something about eye pokes, Luke? No, not. <laughs> there's no, no, nothing is nothing like in the in the idea that like like has ha, have we done enough? Have enough eyes been poked for us to have changed something? No, Bisping has literally lost his eyeball, and nothing has changed. So, Look. no. Look, let, from a from a bit more serious standpoint, I mean, eyes are getting poked. Yes. And there won't be any chance to stop it completely because it's it's just not Truth. possible. It is so, a thing that can happen. Yes. So we have yeah. to, we so, have, we as fans have to be a bit content with people getting hurt while fighting in a cage half naked. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, there are literally, and we know it better than any <laughs> any other person, millions of fights happening per hour in Russia. Mm-hmm. And it's not happening... I'd say there is not a concern that it is happening too much for me, a, a person that watches a lot of MMA. I don't see it as much as I would say as bad bad judges' decisions that I say, we have to change something right now. No, yeah, I, well, it really, I don't know how to, it's, it's interesting, like, like, you talk about it in Russia, but, like, it's not being used, the mummy guard is not being used as a defense, so you're going to have less eye pokes, but if you watch CFFC last night from Pennsylvania or wherever they're doing that, the dude in the main event is from Montreal and is holding his hands out straight at one point to antagonize his opponent and keep him from coming in to swing a hook at him. And it's, it is simply a defense at this point while the ref is there yelling at him to close his fist, but not stopping the action and not taking a point. Yeah, You're bringing up a good point because we can't do anything about eye pokes, but we can do something about situations that provoke eye pokes that are just not necessary. That is basically stretching out your fingers. And as it, Mm -hmm. it has to be, of course, um, the fighters and the coaches responsibility first, not to do this. Because, of course, we don't want mm-hmm. eye injuries. Second responsibility is a ref. Because there is a rule set. And the rule set allows you to punish people and to deduct points and to give out warnings to people that do dangerous stuff that is not necessary. So second responsibility would be um, refs. Just give one warning when, when a guy is poking an eye. And deduct a point when an eye is getting poked. I mean, it's it's difficult to, to discern between was it accidental or was it not? But actually, in the rule set, it just says, did it um, 
Um, yeah, it's less steer about the fight. That. It's more about, did, it, did it happen? Yeah. Did it affect the fight? Did, did it, it affect? Happen? Effect is the correct. It doesn't matter what the intention was. So you have the tool set as a ref, and you should do it more. I'd say if I ref a fight, I'll, I'll, I learned from this too. I'll in in a coach's briefing from now on, I'll specifically point out that mommy guards and eye pokes will be warned once if it's not serious for the first one. And the second eye poke that happens, or a serious eye poke that happens, is just getting a point deducted right away, I'd say. that's. So what you're saying is, despite my sarcasm and cynicism, you have learned something. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the heat of the moment, when you when you judge a fight, it's, it's sometimes, uh, judge a ref a fight, it's sometimes very difficult to see if that there was really an eye poke or not. I think... Uh, it's very, as a, just as a human being, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a decisive person and I do not like affecting others or having other people upset with me. And I think that if I was in this situation, I would, it would be very, very difficult for me to, uh, affect the outcome like that. Are you saying, are you you saying you're not a person? I'm, I'm I'm saying, (laughs) I'm a fucking Feeling. And all of you guys are gonna feel it. Okay. Honorable mention to Knuckle Mania for being my event of the year so yes. far. <laughs> I have actually that, that, that's a good thing. I have the event of the year, I have ranked number two BKFC ten Knuckle Mania. Thank you. My note yes. is the uh, show all around was the fucking best ever. <laughs> the fucking best ever. The I don't I don't want uh, to affect the outcome like that. So I don't want to insert myself into the outcome. I just want to be there as a judge or as a ref and then do my job. But it's unfortunately, as a ref, your job is to affect the outcome in those situations. Eye pokes are very consequential, but I mean, be also be aware that, okay, an eye poke is very consequential, but also is, for example, a cut above the eye, which bleeds into your eye. So mm. it's not that easy sure. to answer. Hope we hope we um, at least a bit. Sh- sh- I mean, yeah. We hope we answered a bit of the question, Jay Bones. Thanks all. <laughs> the other thing we got from our good friend, let's call him. What do you call him this time? Uh, Steve. Steve from California. Cali's dad. Yes. He wants us to break down a puzzling fight, which which I did. <laughs> I mean, I you, you did watched too. this fight twice. Yes. I watched it once. Alvi versus Rashad. Mm-hmm. I have and this was at uh, middleweight. Let me not let me light heavyweight. Luke, let me and let me set. I have let I have a hundred lines of notes. Hundred. <laughs> I have a thousand. All right. Let me set this. Let me set the stage for this one. <laughs> I, I watched this fight twice. I just watched it once, just to watch it. And then uh, the second time I watched it, I live scored it like I was a judge. According to the rule set, um, we're talking about a middleweight fight between Sam Alvey, smiling Sam Alvey, against Rashad Sugar Evans. That fight happened on UFC Fight Night 114, Anthony Pettis versus Moreno. 2017, I said that, at the Arena Ciudad de Mexico, in Mexico City. Yeah. Um, so why this fight? I mean, you have to ask Steve why he chose that fight. I think it, it, it just fascinated him. And th- that fight is interesting, I'd say, a bit more if you know that Rashad Evans was the, the light heavyweight um, champ of choice for a long time. He, re- he basically renewed a division and beat all the old champs. He broomed mm-hmm. them out. <laughs> I mean, he, he beat guys like well, Liddell, Bisping, Ortiz, Griffin, Machida, Rampage, Jackson, Dan Henderson, and Chael Sonnen. So that is a, a who-is-who list of, of a, like, let's say, 2010 to 2015 greats. Mm-hmm. But now um, we're looking at a guy that is... In, in 2017, that guy was 37 years old. Um, and this fight was on a, a on a three-fight losing streak, nonetheless, none against Kelly, Tejera, and Bader. Ooh. Darth Bader. Darth Bader. Glover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Glover, that's a tough fight. 
that is a really tough fight. So he, like like most of the older fighters, Rashad Evans just lost his mojo, I'd say. He was in very boring fights um, by the end of his career, and he just wasn't there. And that's that makes that fight a bit more interesting for, for Alvi. I mean, Alvi is a bit of an oddball. He's he formerly competed for Bellator for King of the Cage, something called the Maximum Fighting Championships. Um, he was a contestant at at the on the Ultimate Fighter Team Carvin versus Team Nelson, where he was he was eliminated in the first round. Today he's on a six fight losing streak. <laughs> so. Yeah, dude. He's 31. And still in the UFC. Yeah, he's still in the UFC. He's 31 at that time. He has some hate and, re- hate and reach advantage over Evans. And I think that should come in handy. Joey Martinez is commentating. John McCarthy is the ref. <laughs> and that was when he was doing things that he was okay at. John McCarthy, that is. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> where do you even start? Do you want to give me something or do you want to round that up the, uh, the introduction to round that out i had no idea who these commentators are they i could not recognize their voices um but i did like that it was in mexico city because the crowd was just deafeningly loud um and then uh just to set it up the i thought rashad looked small and alvi looked large mm. uh and this is that and that's interesting this is that middleweight you're taking a guy who was a light heavyweight and alvi looks bigger than him Evans even competed at heavyweight one time in his career. Mm-hmm. He, that, that's the, the age-old recipe, I think, for most of the fighters. When, when it doesn't work your way, you're changing weight classes or look for another doctor, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, Pettis, Pettis versus Marino, and it's uh, our current flyweight champ. I thought totally thought it was Anthony Pettis on the top of the card. That's funny. It was the better Pettis. <laughs> the better. Sergio. Yes. Okay. Did I? I, I so, may, maybe I said uh, Anthony. You're gonna, yeah. You're gonna break it. You're gonna break down the break it down round by round, or you want to just give our scores? Look, give, give me your give me your first round score. How do you score My it first, and why? So, so I think I think not much happened. Uh, I thought Rashad got a, got through a few more strikes and threw a good overhand right, and uh, he won the round ten nine. Uh, Alvi didn't throw a strike until one and a half minutes into the round. Yeah, basically, I have the same thing. I have a ten nine Evans, but but mostly based on Alvi doing jack shit. I mean, yeah, he did nothing. Evans is doing things, but he he is not achieving anything. It's 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 Evans with his signature moving around and step patterns. For example, he he using he he's using a lot of feints, but he's way out of reach of Alvi. So none of these feints will ever be consequential. You don't have to react to them. And ba- what what I can credit Alvi with is that he didn't. No, no, he didn't. But he didn't later either. I don't. Mexican think. fans so, one one minute in weren't weren't happy. So I <laughs> <laughs> they get so loud. <laughs> um, did you did you hear the corners in between rounds? I don't think so. I I, I listened I'm, without commentary mostly. I am fairly certain someone in the corner between rounds tells Sam he's a handsome man, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's his wife or one of his corner men or what. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Evans, Evans, they they were getting way more unhappy when Evans shot for a takedown at the fence where he holds Alvi for around two minutes doing nothing um, gets him down at the three minute mark can't do shit with it all of us uh, Alvi is is standing up quite easily so 10-9 for for Evans but I mean yeah yep same could be I mean if I'd be sarcastic I'd say it's just a 10-10 round or a 0-0 round because you shouldn't give points for something like that Fighters he's have true, to be true, entertaining. They have to be entertaining, my friends. You, you might not like it, but it's it's like that. It's true. Second round. Any any comments on that one? Your score? Sam's corner is a disaster. <laughs> they're just like, yeah. This is the point where they're getting frustrated along with the crowd, and they're just screaming at him. <laughs> uh, Rashad gets a good takedown, though. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought at first I thought Sam had a gigantic cage grab, but on further I rewound, rewound it and watched again, and I think it may have been like a Tanner Bowser knuckles against the cage and not a grab. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, the, um, the corner, the corner of Sam Alby is actually his wife. 
Yeah, his wife and 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 his coaches as well, and she's partly his coach as well, I think. But but it's this is sort of where you're like you start you start like realizing Alvi really not even are the feints out of out of range, but Alvi doesn't give a fuck if Rashad throws at this point. Correct. He, he he lands well, um, and then watching it, I'm kind of thinking like Alvi's just wide open for kicks to the lower lower calf kicks and and kicks to the legs. Like if Rashad just went full kickboxer and just started winging a kick every 15 seconds, I feel like he'd win this fight. But he's not. It's a no, lot. Still not a lot of action. Yeah, he, he doesn't do anything. Um, His wife, the, the wife of Sam Alvey, is actually. I, I wrote down that she might be the only one on that whole cage and even in the cage that knows what's up. I mean, I, she gets I wrote, angry at so him. So <laughs> she does. She. So I gave this round to Alvey. I'm mm-hmm. not. Quite sure why. I think he landed a uh, a couple a couple strikes and and they were more impactful. But uh, in between rounds, <clears throat> if yeah. if I was if I was getting uh, yelled at by my significant other in a stressful situation like that, I'm not sure what would happen. Like I think I I don't think I would be able to take it. <laughs> His to wife cry. is so upset. She's like she what is like there's a lot of like what is wrong with you kind of she's she's right she's so right look he's absolutely right absolutely the second round continues almost like the first um albie is starting to move forward a bit more maybe he's afraid of his wife which he should be and seems to look for a for a kill shot he just loads up a bit but doesn't do it Evans lands some night things. He has a nice take. Danny has a nice body kick. Alvi lands jabs and crosses. Um, of course, after the takedown, uh, Evans can't ho- hold Alvi down. So I gave that round 10-9 to Alvi, but barely because he outlanded Evans. Just just a small mm-hmm. amount of slightly Same. more significant strikes, I'd say. Um, and I, Same. after I scored it, I, I went to uh, fight stats, and that actually... Um, yeah, it tells me that that the slightly more significant strikes are correct. So, ten nine okay. LB. I, I think that's, I so going into round three, they throw the significant strike stats on the board for the viewer, okay. and I just, I, I literally wrote down my first line of notes. I do not believe these strike stats. Are. <laughs> this is total bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Like, um, there is no way Alvi outlanded him that much with yeah, anything so. significant. Like they were, ca- they must have been counting. Like, like Alvi did have a couple good knees in the clinch. Mm-hmm. Okay, well maybe, but they also like maybe some stuff that was missing. Maybe they're counting that as well. I don't know. Man, it, it, was it, not, it it really not, wasn't that much. So we're going into the no. third round. I think uh, I think his corner has given up on on Alvi, and I don't know. I don't even know um, if anyone corners Rashad at that time, and and is is able to get through to him. Well, it's it's weird too because it's one of the things that I sort of wrote down was like it's very it's very difficult to watch because you're looking at it and you're like, okay, if Rashad just threw. A kick every 15 seconds he would outland and hurt alvi and if alvi just moved in and took rashad down like that would be it because mm-hmm. alvi is bigger and stronger clearly like whenever rashad rashad can get him into the get him into the clinch and alvi just turns him and pushes him off and so rashad little. gets him down and alvi just stands up yes. like it's not a big and one of the things that i wrote down was so it was so weird is like Rashad is landing because Alvi's too scared of the takedown, and I don't understand why he's scared. Because it's there's no the only reason to be scared of that is if you think Rashad is going to win the fight by taking you down, and Look, he's not holding him down. Yeah, sometimes not much is needed, but both of these guys couldn't mount it. It's the third round. It's uh, Alvi is upping his output at least. Evans is, is doing more of the same. He's just exhausting himself with continuous moving and fainting. But uh, the, <laughs> the, the 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 relevant it's word for this good. for this thing or the, the relevant phrase is nothing of significance was produced by uh, by Evans for in fifteen minutes. Minute, in the last minute, Rashad tags him. And that was when, and and I was like, what if he, if he just spammed these overhands and leg kicks, like he could take this round easily. And I even, I even gave the third round to him. I thought, I still thought he was more effective than Alvi who just wasn't doing much. So you gave the third round to, to Rashad. I did. 
I did. You are, and insane. I didn't. Look you at are the score before, <laughs> I didn't look at the score before on Tapology before I watched this. Oh no, no, I didn't. I didn't as well. I, I gave the third round ten nine to Alvi as as well for for having more significant output, um, because Rashad everything he did. I didn't see the clip at the end. It might even have have swung my um, my scorecard to him, but. Uh, I one, think so. Yeah, one I, overhand right like landed. There, but, yeah. One overhand, and it was there. And and instead of doing anything or, or throwing more, I he really, I guess he really just thought wrestling or clinch work was the way to get the decision. I'm not really sure, but like I wrote down 29-28 Rashad. Mm-hmm. I can also see Rashad winning the second on a judge's scorecard. I can also see Rashad losing the third on judge's score. I'd so say, I wrote down like yeah. I could also see thirty twenty seven Rashad. I could also see twenty nine twenty eight Alvi. Yeah. And twenty nine twenty eight Alvi is what is what ultimately happened. Yeah, it's twenty nine twenty eight Alvi on my scorecard as well. Um, look, the fight sucks. Thanks, Steve. Okay, Steve. Yes, thanks. thank you, thank you, Steve. <laughs> Um, TLDR, do not watch this fight. No. I do not love it. It it remembered <laughs> me. It, it remembered me how Rashad deteriorated at the end of his career. He just he just was fainting and producing a lot of unnecessary movement without consequence for his opponents. Um, Evans just stopped doing things that matter in a fight, and you could credit Alvi for the win of this career of his career. It it might be the best win of his career. It was so lackluster, though. Even from Alvi as well, that that his his wife, his it corner was, women, got mad as fuck during round breaks, and she the was only she was reason right. to watch it. The only reason to watch this fight is to just fast forward to between rounds two and three and listen to Alvi's yeah. wife just yell at him. So I loved I loved <laughs> the corner work of her because that was in, that was that was great. So yeah, if, and also during the fight too, you can hear her just yep. shouting at him like, "Come on, you're hurting him! What are you doing?" <laughs> She's so right. <laughs> Yeah, so the 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 one person with the best fight IQ in this fight was his corner woman, his wife. Yep. Yep. Okie dokie. Thanks. If you have a fight you want us to that. break down, I, I hope we can we could give you a bit of the taste of what, what you can do. Um uh, just send them in, mma-love.com. There is an email button at the top where you can send me a direct message on Facebook and Instagram, MMA Love Podcast. Let's look some stuff. I'm ready. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course you're ready. <laughs> Did you know that a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu championship winner melted a lady at LFA 110 over the weekend? No. Yeah, she didn't sub she didn't sub her. She melted a lady. Mm-hmm. Just cracked her and got a KO. It was great. Okay. Not gonna that's that's one of those that's one of those you're expecting the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu master to just go in there and take somebody down and get a sub. Nope. That's great. Um, we have a staple of the show, the Paul Brothers update. <laughs> there is actually two things that happened with the Paul Brothers. Um, I, I heard, I think it was J.L. Sonnen on his podcast, and I think he's right. We should enjoy the Paul Brothers light as, right, as long as it is here, because it, it won't be a thing next year, and I think he's right. And But now it's here, so don't hate it just just love what they do just love what what happens here doesn't happen all the time i I, i'm not gonna like agree with everything jake paul and logan paul do or say or whatever but man when they're antagonizing dana by contributing to some mm some ufc fighters go fund me so she can have a training camp i love that shit that's the best (laughs) yeah for people who don't know sarah alpar the former opponent of uh, stephanie Ecko. Fight fell through, unfortunately. Sarah Alpa was was getting on social media and begging people to pay for her fight camp. She can't afford mm-hmm. it, and so other people have to fulfill her dreams of being a fighter. And why ever? But I think I think Jake and Logan Paul are are a bit tuned in. I think they're fans. Maybe they listen yeah, to the dude. podcast. So for, to this podcast. Oh. Um, Hello, Jake. Hello, Logan. <laughs> Jake uh, paid. Uh, Alper uh, opened a GoFundMe page, and Jake Paul really paid five thousand US dollars to her fight. He really paid five thousand US dollars, which for him, I mean, is you know, yeah, it's, he's it's, a 
He's a goddamn He thought so that 5000 He also convinced Triller to pay $20,000 or something. Yeah, both of these guys thought, the, the Triller guys and Jake Paul thought that $5,000 were, that's $5,000 worth of PR. I'm not sure if I agree yep. there, but sure it was fun to, to watch. And Triller even thought that that was $25,000 worth of PR. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the other uh, Paul Brothers update bit, we have a fight coming up or a boxing bout coming up. Some people don't think boxing is fighting. So, Tyrone Woodley <laughs> is on social media and he's he looks Tyrone Woodley like he's he's not he's not pumped or he's not 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 a different person, but he is quite sure that he will beat. Jake Paul in a boxing bout and trains with whom? Floyd. Yeah, pretty boy. Floyd Floyd got in there in the ring with him, trained him on how to uh, hold up a Paul brother and not let them fall mm -hmm. down. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect take, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like Ben Askren trained with Freddie Roach. It will help. Uh, I want to say this was even more serious than that. Are you sure? How long was Floyd, it? How Floyd long was is, it for? Oh, it had to have been at least five minutes. I mean, listen. <laughs> For the video, yeah. Floyd, like, give him a, Floyd, get in there and get, just give Tyron a pep talk. Like, hey, man, listen, I know, like, this, this payday is good, but what if you could do this payday three times? All you got to do is hit the guy and then hold him up and not let him fall over. It's going to be great. So it could, that could be a, that could be a real lucrative opportunity for Tyron to fight him, go to the, go to the judges' cards. And then fight him again. Oh, you want that rematch? Oh, that's great. Yeah, we can do that rematch. You know? So I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it too. Uh, I think of all of the opponents that Jake Paul um, had so far, Tyron Woodley might be the most dangerous. Well, we know he can generate power. And yes. we know that he is, he is per just perpetually bored when he's fighting and doesn't always generate that power. Yeah. Now he did try to in his last UFC fight, but got caught. Um, and didn't. But, yeah. And didn't for, he tried to generate the power, but didn't. He got caught. Yeah. Did he? Did he actually land on? I wouldn't. Was say it so. Luke? No, I don't say. I don't think so. I don't think he even landed <laughs> either. But he you tried. Know, he tried. That, that was a spirited effort. <laughs> it's a great. It's it's. Jake Paul is good at this business mm -hmm. from the business side. And it's a great, it's a great, the story's there. This is, I hope Ben Askren is in Tyron's corner. I hope like, I hope we get Has some of that, be. some of those antics Has as well. Um, Look, I will be sad that I won't have all the antics of a full trailer event and this will be on Showtime, but I'm okay with it. Look, I mean, you don't have to like Jake Paul. He he doesn't come from nothing. He was a Disney star, I think. He has a huge YouTube channel. He has millions of views and trillions of views and subscribers. And oh, that yeah. dude, that dude is a bona fide star. And he's he, got it. He's and, got it. So he has something that people want to watch. And now he moved into the fight sports realm, and he's successful here as well. So you have to credit him for that, that he can, I mean, he can rile up the MMA fan base like almost no other guy ever could. These MMA fans are getting so sore when he talks. And oh, I, I, no, you should, you gotta love it because it's, so, like, and that's the other thing is, like, it's so detrimental to the UFC by opening their fans' eyes to how little their fighters get paid in comparison to a to to not just more conventional mainstream sporting leagues like baseball uh -huh. or basketball, but also to the boxing side of things where people make just gazillions of money. Yeah, I I'm, I'm I don't I don't agree here. I mean, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. I love it, but I don't think any MMA fans, like the the, the, the the general MMA fan population doesn't even register these things and they don't care. And the, yeah, the, boxing, you're probably the right. boxing thing is a bit dangerous because, yeah, okay, 10, 10 guys might make millions, but the 
rest of them are getting just abused. <laughs> and then they and then they uh, just don't fight and, and drag things out for years and years. Yeah, like no before. undercard so. boxing guy is ever getting more than 500 bucks. None. Well, and it's certainly like there's there's a there's a imbalance on the side of like the power that floyd yeah. wields not to, not uh, saying not saying that the ufc as a company are not greedy fucks because all the companies are but man but don't be a bit i mean logan paul and jake paul make the money because they are stars not mm-hmm. francis Ngannou is not a star nobody cares <laughs> not in the world no. no like no one no one cares outside of your outside of your ufc fans yes even and and i mean i can't even like and and i i'm on this podcast where supposedly i'm a hardcore mma fan and i couldn't tell you who won that interim bellator heavyweight belt i couldn't <laughs> even tell you. i look, have no idea what those dudes names were if we look at just just the last word on that one and then we'll we'll preview um ufc 264 mcgregor versus poirier three um, if you think that any any of this will change because of, of Jake Paul and Logan Paul do this and that they do it from the bottom of their hearts because they're good guys, no. then forget it. It's just PR. And if you think that Francis Ngannou or whomever is complaining at the moment about fighter pay is going to achieve anything, forget it. Because 99% of the people that love Francis Ngannou and watch his fights, they're not buying the pay-per-view. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> just like can we can we make one quick in quick uh drive by to the world of collecting trading cards because i do have a little uh yes we can tyron woodley news we can i opened uh, i opened a hobby pack of ufc prism uh, uh panini cards yesterday mm-hmm. and inside was an autograph of one tyron woodley a striking signatures autograph card of tyron woodley so I have the last UFC autograph card until he is back in the UFC and they make more autograph cards. Make, made me pretty happy. I would we'll say... We'll see if uh, anyone wants it after he fights uh, Jake or not, but I don't think anyone will care. <laughs> I would say that this might be the best autograph you could have pulled. Because we, we, do, love, awesome, we do love us some Tyron Woodley. I'd, what I will do is... Tyron Woodley is also a rapper... So I will link his rap song in the show. He's also a movie star. I mean, this I can't link. But (laughs) let's go into um, UFC 264. Yes. UFC 264 is a fight card that is going to happen next weekend. And it will draw... It might be the second card this year that will draw the casuals out of their bushes. Um, because yes, Conor they will come for the Conor McGregor. They will not know who. Mm, they who? might know who would they? Who else would they know on this card? Carlos Condit? No, no. Maybe Sean O'Malley. Maybe Sean O'Malley is getting a bit oh, of notoriety. Oh yeah, they'll know Sean O'Malley. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. but all the other guys and girls on this card, none. They none. might know Greg Hardy. No. Because and, no, but because of like crossover NFL to yeah, UFC watching you, because yeah, of Conor the, McGregor, they might know Greg Hardy. Okay, the American audience might know Greg Hardy. Yeah. But as you, it, it, I know it's difficult for you Americans, but there is also a rest of the world. No, just, we don't. Just we telling don't. you. Just, just, <laughs> there is merely there is merely a part of the world that makes all the stuff we buy here, and then there is us. <laughs> no. Yeah, you might be right with the Greg Hardy uh, thing because that that dude is a, quite famous in your parts of the world. Um, give me your give me your impression. What do you love about this card? So um, I didn't realize it at the time. I, uh, the uh, Sean O'Malley's op- original opponent fell off. Um, uh, uh, Luis Smolka fell mm-hmm. off. Uh, he has a staph infection, and they had to get him a quick replacement. Everyone jumped on social media to say they would fight him because everyone wants that payday and wants to build their name off Sean O'Malley because he's got a fan base. Uh, but they got a guy from from uh, CFFC named Chris Montinho, um, <laughs> and I was at first I did the Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy? And then I realized that he fought recently, and he is the guy who won a fight, and he had pink hair, and he won a fight by a sub, and then he got up and ran around the cage, and then just bodily threw himself into the wall of the cage. Yep. So cheer for Chris Montino, and look for him throwing himself against the cage in his fights. Yeah. Look, he wins. 
just just telling you guys, calling out people on social media is not committing to do the fight. <laughs> just just telling you. And Chris Moutinho, credit to that guy. That guy signed the contract. How shitty it he ever it. it ever might be, but he took it. And the other guys, the other guys, just sorry to break it to you, they didn't. <laughs> they just didn't. And Chris did. Yes, I, so. be I believe he's the guy that threw himself against the cage. I'm going so. to journalist this and perhaps post <laughs> a picture later. Look, yeah, Sean O'Malley's Sean O'Malley is a is a fighter you have to watch. He's he's must watch material. So glad glad that he could stay on the card and glad they found a replacement that surely will put up a fight. Don't don't count out Chris Moutinho just because he's a replacement. You never heard of him. All the other guys that just came and said, "Oh, I'll fight Sean O'Malley," I fight Sean O'Malley. No, they they won't because they don't at the end. And Chris did so. Mm -hmm. There's my rant. Thank you for your rant. How do you feel <laughs> about Nico Price versus Michael Pereira? Boy. Are you as excited for the violence that could ensue as I am? Look, Pereira is a guy that brings it. And I'm not that high on price, but every Michel Pereira fight is a fight, is a must-watch fight as well. That dude is very good because he has he has some reach and length and height and that is that is something to behold of. That that dude brings violence. Nico Price, not quite sure, but I think he can match. Nico it Price will bring violence or will get violently finished, I think. Yeah, that's ah yeah, that is the MO of, of Nico Price. So also For also sure. a a very nice match. Actually, this card is filled with a lot of good matchups. I think it's a good matchup. I I personally like get very frustrated watching Pereira because I feel like he fights down from the level he's actually at where I would like to see him like not screw around and 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 fight if he's above someone not mess around and just like beat the brakes off him where I feel like he doesn't always do that. There but is I a, will there, always watch his fights. There is a bit of a a difficult Let's just say an early prelim card. You have Jessica I on that card. Um, <laughs> you have some. <laughs> you have some. Yeah, Brett, Brett Tavares against Omari Akhmedov might be something, but then you have some. Yeah, it's more or less no name guys, so I won't go into yeah, these guys. Yao Zong, who from China, do I fight? Do I pick another Chinese national in my pick em? I think I have to. Yeah. He's lost. Two UFC fights in a row. Yeah, we have to. And pick hasn't him. fought since 2018. I have to pick him. But then, if you if you switch to the preliminary card, you have um, Dreykus Duplessis from South Africa against Trevin Giles. That that fight can't be boring and it can't be bad. Yeah, so Dreykus, yeah. might be might be my fight of the card. If I Ooh. if I just have to choose one fight out of this card, I'd I'd go for Trevin Giles versus Dreykus Duplessis. Uh, also, we have we have Ryan Hall back. He fights against Ilya Topuria. Um, Ryan Hall is a grappling beast. Mm -hmm. Yep. So watch I, out for that guy. I mean, I I like your I like your call out for for the Duplessis Giles uh, fight because the odds makers can't pick it either. Yeah, they're calling it. They're calling it both. There, no one is no one is a plus money underdog in this. So it's. Uh, they cannot. Oh yeah, these guys are action, man. Yeah, uh, action. Watch some. Yep. Watch some. Dracus Duplessis highlights. I mean, that dude is just that dude is so bonkers. That that dude is a violence machine, and I'm looking forward to that fight. Um, you on the on the Ryan Hall thing. The only thing that makes me a bit hesitant to put pick him as the the fight of the of the event is that that dude doesn't fight enough. Last fight, July 13th, 2019. Then he had one in 18 and 16 and 15. So... He's got to go. Is he just doing uh, JJ, uh, uh, BJJ seminars? I think and, so, and DVDs. And, and, <laughs> and DVDs and just not, not... And he's making, you know, he's only fighting like once in a while as kind yeah. of a yearly bonus to himself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he, he always claims that none, none of these guys want to fight him, which might be true because he's very dangerous and he'll sub you more likely than not. But yeah, that is that is also someone to, to look out for and, and someone to look forward to. Um, we have on the preliminary, preliminary card as well, 
um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Carlos Condit is back. You have a special relationship to Carlos Condit. I really do like his coffee, and I I really do like watching him fight. And he's one of the first one of the first fights I feel like I remember watching watching. So yes, I would say I have a special relationship with Carlos Condit and his fights. Give uh, give him. Uh, Let's say is he eight. going to beat Max Griffin? I don't think so. Uh, I don't yeah. think so. Max Griffin. I don't like it. Look, Max Griffin is, is a bit long in the tooth as well, but he's he he, he won his last two lost the the two before that. Um, but Condit is long in the tooth. I mean, oh, man, Condit is. Condit is one of the of the very best to ever do it. I also give him eight out of ten points for the naming of his coffee. But I mean, he won. Oh, actually, I, I, actually, he won his last two. He won his last two. He, he, he did. Won, he won he's, a, he's been fighting. He's been on the old man UFC circuit. He fought Matt Brown. And he fought Court McGee. Yeah. And, and and I I is Max Griffin. Max is thirty five, and he's got yeah, he's got twenty five fights. So. I think Maybe the matchup he's long in the tooth enough that Condit could beat him. The thing that makes me think Condit could beat him is that Max lost a split decision against Alex Oliveira, Alex Oliveira in twenty in early twenty twenty, which means it's which means it's Condit's kind of fight to win a split decision. The more, basically, is all that. The more I look at this fight, the more I like it. The matchmaking is good in that one. It's not it's not, not one guy that could easily destroy the other one and there could be a bit of action because both of these guys despite their age and despite the miles on their bodies i think they they can produce something so a very good preliminary card and as we have not lots of time left <laughs> let's talk about the main card we already talked about sean o'malley look out for that one we have irene aldana against diana kunitskaya also a very good match matchmaking is quite good on that card i have to say um, but not much more to say for that fight. Tai to Ivasa right. will, will fight Greg Hardy, and I'm looking forward to that fight, despite it's being a heavyweight fight. Really, you think one of the you think that'll go quick, huh? Tai to Ivasa. I feel Iwasa. like Tai to will ruin your dreams and draw this out to a 15 minute hug fest. <laughs> oh boy, I don't hope so. Don't jinx it. <laughs> uh, in the in the co-main event, we have Gilbert Burns against. The Wonder Man Thompson, kind of a kind of a contender fight. Even though it's has it really been called that, I don't think so. But it's kind of a contender fight for uh, who's going to fight Usman next. I don't think Burns. If, if Burns, Burns wins, he won't. Even Burns get, win, yeah, was, he won't yeah, get the next fight. Just, just did it, but Wonder Man. Wonder it. Man is on the last legs of his career as well. Um, thirty-eight years old now, sixteen and four. Um, Surely a guy that could give a lot of people problems. Just don't see him giving Usman any problems. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that I don't think of think of uh, Wonder Wonder Man as like a as a uh, old man the way I think of Carlos Condit as an old man. No, no, it, 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 his performances are good. I mean, the knockout uh, of uh, Anthony Pettis knocked him out, but that was wild, though. That was wild. That was like, but that was wild. but winning against Vicente Luque. In the way he did, and against Joff Neal, that is quite amazing. That is a quite an amazing feat. But also, Wonder Man isn't isn't fighting enough for me. Um, so, and Burns just got his soul crushed by Usman. So I'm not seeing him being the same as he was before. But also, Steven, also a nice fight. Stephen Thompson's record is just so stellar, dude. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a, it's a win, a, a, a knockout win against Robert Whitaker in 2014. Like mm -hmm. I know, like yeah, the next fight it was a was a fight with Patrick Cote, but um, Cote, but come on, like the the names on his record, even though they were some of them were so long ago. Any any thoughts on the main event? I mean, I'm hoping that a ton of money comes in on Connor to push Dustin's Dustin back to like high plus money, like in the 200s again. It's it's always 50-50 for me, but I'll always pick Dustin, you know, at the same way uh, because it's so 50-50. Um, thoughts beyond, like, the thoughts I had on the second time they fought? No, I don't not think really. So. I don't think Connor's going to come in with some sort of amazing game plan to no. check calf kicks. No. Do you? No, because, 
because he has he, he doesn't have the training and the trainer to come I don't, with, to come in with a good game plan. Has in all of his fights, I don't know that he's like it's always been about how good he already was and not Correct. really like how much better he's gotten. He did you know? he did the thing against DS. Um he that that was the only time in Conor McGregor's career I could say that okay he tried he adapted to DS's game, but that is only possible because DS is just DS. And Poirier, I think, is is more a a fighter's fighter that is able to learn and will adapt his game. And when I see the last fight and and getting statements like never seen a calf kick and stuff like this out of McGregor's camp, <laughs> not seeing how Poirier can lose this besides the the first besides knockout, yeah, the first knockout, yeah. um, McGregor called Poirier with. I think Poirier has, I mean. <laughs> His chin might not be the best, and surely it it's not getting better. He's not he's no Orlovsky. Sure, but he also improved his game drastically he over. Did. The, one of the things that taught me a lot about watching him was the breakdown that Jack Slack did of his style. Yeah, but besides, the way he defends. Besides losing, besides like losing to, to Michael. Michael Johnson in 2016, and, and of course losing to Habib, he hasn't lost, and he's yep. he's fought the very best. Can't be said by McGregor. If you if you look at McGregor's career, um, guess if you look at McGregor's career, he doesn't fight. Guess like that's that's the thing. He, he won against Gerone, 2020. <laughs> yeah, but man, before that, I I think his last. His last win against a credible opponent in MMA was 2016. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What what else can we say? Nothing. Just a very good card from top to bottom. Let's. We have. We, we are so deep over time. But um, give me give me your picks. Give me who you're picking. I'm running. Ju- I'm just running through the card. Poirier McGregor. Poirier. Burns against Thompson. I hate trying to pick this because in my mind it's 50-50, but I'm leaning Burns. Burns. Tuivasa against Hardy. Uh, oh, fuck. Hardy. Aldana versus Kunitskaya. I really don't know. I got to I gotta do the breakdown again on that. O- I, O'Malley I versus Moutinho. Kunitskaya. Moutinho for the upset. Yes. Condit against Griffin. Condit for the upset. Price against Pereira. Talked myself into it. Price for the upset. <laughs> Hall against Topuria. Um, I really don't know. I really don't know because, like you said, Hall never fights. Topuria then. So Trevin Giles against Dreykus Duplessis. <laughs> uh, that one I don't know either. It's like now we're into the realm of I just have no idea. Dear people, like down and down the rest of this card, I got no picks. Dear people, that was the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And <laughs> see you. See so, you next week. What a letdown! Jesus, <laughs> terrible. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. I. Thanks, see Jay you. Bones. Thanks, Thanks, Witty, for the questions. See you all of next course. next week. Bye bye. Later. Let me bang, bro. Let me bang, bro. This is CTE Island. This ain't Fight Island.